Hello, and welcome back to After the Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan, and I'm joined by Jack and the other Dylan this week. Um, and again, we had another great week of college football. In terms of our picks, if you listen to the last podcast, um, it was less than ideal. Very We got a hose. Don't listen to our don't, yeah, don't yeah, listen to the last please. podcast. Because <laughs> again, I was not in the when, podcast. When, when we try to give betting advice, do not follow that, because you could be like us and just lose. Um, Guys. Let's be real here. It's because I was not in the podcast. Yeah. You, you were reason. in the post-game betting, uh, betting conversation. Yeah, yeah. You, you missed, you missed the bit. last one, but, you, yeah, you were still part <laughs> it, of it. Just like, don't listen to the last podcast. I'm glad you're listening to this one. but <laughs> We're going to be much better this week, okay? <laughs> um, let, let's just start off by, again, what the most surprising thing we saw over the weekend of college football was. Um, whoever wants to start. I can go. Okay. So there were two teams that I watched their games that were just like surprisingly bad. The first one is Notre Dame. We saw them go to OT against Florida State the first week. We were kind of chalking that up to, oh, maybe Florida State's better. Obviously, they lost to Jacksonville, you know, State, which apparently is a college. Uh, Then this week, they played a very close game against Toledo, in which if Toledo didn't have some costly penalties, Toledo was winning with a minute and a half left in the game. It was, it was, Notre Dame is just not the caliber team we've seen them be in the past. The other team I want to talk about briefly is Texas A&M. As they uh, squeaked out a victory, uh, 10 to 7 over the Colorado Buffaloes. Colorado was leading at halftime. You Again, know, this- I, I think, I think we might've said this in the last podcast, or maybe like I said it or something that Colorado is going to give them a challenge to this one. Um, I was yeah. really, I'm really underwhelmed with Texas A&M. And going into the season after last year, um, how good they looked. Of course, they lost Kellen Mond, the quarterback, which I think was going to set him back a little bit. But their defensive line and offensive line are still two of the best units in the SEC. Uh, I just – I don't know if they can get it together in time for the SEC schedule because that Colorado team is not very good. And Texas A&M should have been able to just run the ball, should have been able to just bear down defense, which they did pretty well. But – their offense had major question marks, so I'm interested to see what they uh, what they can do once they play some SEC teams. And they one week from now plays Arkansas, and three weeks from now plays Bam. So they need to figure it out. Back. I also think a big thing is they need to figure out their quarterback situation because going 18 for 38 is not going to cut it with one touchdown. Like that's just not going to get it done, especially against a Colorado team. And as Jack said coming up against Bama and Arkansas and all these SEC powerhouses, 18 for 38 is not going to do justice. Yeah, another thing to note is that Texas A&M starting quarterback Haynes King uh, actually suffered a broken ankle in the first quarter. So he's going to be out for a couple of months, I think, or at least a month now. Um, so, yeah, it just it just looks like everything bad that could happen to this team is happening. Um, and once you play Bama in two weeks, like, you can't have – these question marks going to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say the most surprising thing, and we touched on this before, was that we lost so many of our bets. You can, you can look at our game log, and it was it was not good. Really, really bad. Um, there were some pretty big, uh, in my opinion, upsets that happened, like BYU beat Utah. Um, and I was, really, yes. yeah, I was really surprised to see uh, BYU come out like that. Um, but, again, they were a well-coached team. And Utah really just 
didn't get anything going on offense to win that game. But I thought another shocking one was how bad USC got killed. We they that looked, and yeah. they got straight up embarrassed. I, I, I'm gonna halt you here because we're gonna talk about that a lot in like a whole segment. So um, that was there, there's right. big stuff yeah. coming out of USC. We'll get to. Uh, let's go to some bigger takeaways from the week. Um, looking at looking back on the games as a whole, what do you guys see that really um, maybe we could use to to look forward to next weekend's games? One team who I also was very, very disappointed in after a seemingly very good week one with a new head coach was the Texas Longhorns. I mean, Arkansas, any SEC game on the road, not going to be easy. Arkansas obviously is like now ranked and you know seemingly a pretty good team, but like Texas, that was just not a competitive game. I mean, and I think, I think we may touch on this, but it's just like, it's such a, it's so hard to know like the quality of these teams in the preseason and in the first week or two, like until we get to a point in the season, like it's just, yeah. Like Texas, I was disappointed in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just officially on the, like, don't bet on Texas anymore train just because I, I don't know. I was really excited for this football team going into the year. They have Bijan Robinson, one of the best running backs in the SEC and probably the entire country, uh, Steve Sarkeesian is a new head coach who, of course, is an offensive mastermind. But I, they've just been lackluster for, for um, at least the Arkansas game. And um, we were surprised when they beat uh, Louisiana in the uh, first game because that was going to be a top 25 matchup. And Louisiana just went out, and I think they only won by one point against a very, very bad, like, nickel state team or something. So – Again, another reason why AP polls before the season starts are terrible, but we're going to get to that later. Um, Yas, what do you see? That was kind of a one, big takeaway. One thing – well, I think the Oregon-Ohio State game showed a lot of both teams. One, I thought – I did not expect Oregon to win that game. And win that game – I mean, seven points isn't like handily, but they – I mean, seven points is more than three or one. Um, I also want to see how Ohio State comes out next game. I want to see if they come out with the same fire and think that they still have a chance to go into the college playoffs being a one-loss team. Um, I also want to see how Oregon comes out. I hope they – luckily they get like pretty much a bye week against Stone, against Stony Brook. Um, but I hope Oregon comes out. And I, I'd like to see a uh, Pac-12 team do well in college football. That would be great. That's I definitely would. Long overdue. Uh, and I guess my other point, which, which was a takeaway from the weekend, is that this this could be a hot take, but I think Iowa State are frauds. Um, to be completely honest, I think last year was a fluke year, and we saw it at the end of the year in the uh, Big 12 championship where they got manhandled by Oklahoma. Um, this team is, is a cool team. It's a fun story. Matt Campbell's a great coach. But at the end of the day, they're probably at, at best a top 20, maybe top 15 team. This is not a college football playoff contender. They do they don't have the talent to compete. Uh, I, I just I'm not impressed with what they put on the field this year. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you, but like I think it's 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 worth noting like they don't really have the same recruiting prowess as like exactly, but you have to take that into account. Yeah. So like I it, it I think Matt Campbell's done a good job 
like with the program, like an unbelievable job really making the job, program, man. you know, like from where it was to where it is now. But I agree they're by no means a college football playoff level team. Yeah. I mean, they deserve credit, yeah. But I, again, it's not like, oh, well, you did the best job with a bad organization, so you get to make it to the college football playoffs. It's the four best teams, and they're uh, not. Listen, Iowa State had the perfect opportunity uh, for game day against their rival Iowa, primetime matchup, all eyes were watching, nationally televised, and you know what? They blew it at home um, by a, a couple scores. The game wasn't even close. And you know what? It wasn't even just like they were getting beaten in the trenches. They were getting a ton of yards against that Iowa team, but they kept turning the ball over, and the turnovers turned into touchdowns for Iowa, and that's how they lost that game. So just it, it seemed like there was a little bit of a lack of focus. Um, I was just not sold at all with Iowa State. Yeah, I do want to go back to this Oregon Ohio State game because I think that was the most yeah. pivotal in terms I, of. I think we're gonna we're gonna touch on that later when we go to our uh, uh, buying or selling section. Okay, so sure. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. Now let's go to um, the best individual player we saw. Uh, Jack, I, I saw yours, and you have a really interesting choice. So I want to hear your argument for this. I, to be honest, it was in general. I thought the week was a, a less, you know, anybody had unbelievable performances, and more a lot of you know, good defense, team football. Uh, one thing I did see was Georgia against UAB. You know, as if you listen to the last podcast, we liked UAB. We thought their defense was really good. You know, they got blown out. They lost fifty-six to seven. Georgia did not have JT Daniels. They were quarterbacked by Stetson Bennett, who you may have heard of, you may have not. He threw for five touchdowns on 12 attempts as a backup quarterback, and I was really impressed by that against the defense who we had projected to, to handle Georgia pretty well. Yeah, my, my player of the week is going to be uh, Blake Corum, running back for Michigan. Um and honestly, I could have chose the other running back for Michigan, Hassan Haskins, because they were absolutely dominant. Uh, Quorum on 21 carries had 171 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. Um, and if you want to check in terms of like if you're, if you're into the national stage, he currently leads all players in all-purpose yards this season. Um, he's quietly put on an incredible season. And if you want to do the math there, uh, he had about nine yards per carry. Are you kidding me? On 21 carries, um, just absolute dominating performance. And he was just absolutely incredible. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go with a little bit of a shocking, and I know it's not about, it's not about the touchdowns, and he didn't exactly pass great, but Jada Daniels of Arizona uh, State had played a great game. His passing was mediocre. But he rushed for 13 carries and 125 yards as a quarterback and is leading this Arizona State team to a pretty good season. I know they've played not great teams, but their offense has put up 41 and 37 points back-to-back weeks. Um, I think that has, that has to be said for something. And then they have BYU coming up, which I think is going to be an interesting Ooh, that game. That great. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with, with Arizona State and their offense so far. Um, One thing I – Sorry, not Arizona State, but another team that, like, I just don't really understand their, like, quarterback slash running quarterback situation is Florida. Like, do you okay. know about this? Florida is very interesting because yeah. Emory Jones came in at, as their starter. Um, but uh, 
he's just been like just all right for them. So I, it'll be interesting to see when they when they go match up against Bama this week. Um, who's going to get the, the QB nod? It, it, yeah, because they also have uh, Anthony Richardson, who's the Hold you, who's been incredible. Are you ready to that. Are you ready to hear the stat for Anthony Richardson? It's crazy. yesterday. Three for three, 152 touch passing yards and two touchdowns. And four carries, this, wait, wait, four, four carries, carries for 115, 115 yards. yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he's he's been good. And excuse me. Um, I feel like I don't know if we touched on this last week, but there was this quarterback controversy going on even before the season started between Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. And I've got to say, I'm on Team Richardson, man. Like, I think he just brings so much more to their offense. Um, with that being said, though, if you're going to play Bama this week, I just wouldn't say anything about who's your quarterback, right? Like, make Bama watch yeah, the film on both those guys. Um, and then maybe mix them in at the same time. And then you can lose yeah. by two touchdowns instead of three. Um, yeah, I, I I like that. Also, I think it's a little different because Anthony Richardson is only – I mean, he only had three passes. And obviously, yes, he, I mean, was averaging 50 yards per pass, which is like – unbelievable but i don't think three for three is exactly a big enough sample size against a bad u.s uh universe what what usf is that who they played i don't even know richardson also got in on their first game though and looked pretty solid as well and and again they played no one i want to see when what it looks like to play a bama defense that is i think i think not a bunch of by bama we'll talk about this later but like this usf game was like it was bad i mean how do you let up 20 points to freaking usf all right, let's let's move on to our next segment that I'm calling buying or selling. Basically, we're gonna give a situation, and if you either buy it, which means you agree, or you sell it, like, nah, you don't agree with that. Um, our first scenario is Iowa being a top five team in the disagree. AP Y'all buying disagree. or selling? Selling. <laughs> I'm 100 selling majorly. I, I, I kind of touched on this when I talked about Iowa State, but I'm so selling on Iowa being a top okay. five team. Okay, I get it. I was good. But they beat, and unfortunately, my team, they beat an overrated Indiana team to start the season, and they killed them. And then they beat what some people would call overrated Iowa State team. And to be ranked ahead of Clemson and Ohio State is not right. There's just no way. I don't (laughs) care that Clemson and Ohio State are one and one. They played – the Clemson played Georgia, and Iowa played – Indiana and Iowa State. Like, come on. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy, to be honest with you guys. I'm gonna say I think as the current after two weeks, Iowa deserves to be ranked fifth. Look, I don't think they're as talented as Ohio State or Clemson. I think they would both probably lose to both teams. But I think Badly. after beating a top 10 ranked Iowa State and in ranked Indiana week one, they deserve to be where they are. They look they've looked good. Their defense has looked really good. I mean, do I think they'll be top five at the end of the year? Definitely not. Do I think right now they should be ranked above those two one-and-one teams you mentioned? 100%. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% selling on, on Iowa. Um, I, I talked about this before, but a lot of their points, actually almost all of their points came off turnovers, which you really can't factor that in. Like, a lot of those are luck. Um, and their offense is, is built in, like, the 1890s. So Spencer, Spencer Petras is not his quarterback of Iowa. He is not a top five quarterback. Listen, he's not even a top 20 quarterback. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see him doing any – like, again, they could challenge for the Big Ten West. 
Um, they definitely look like they might be able to take that spot from Wisconsin, who we've seen struggle a little bit, um, especially with their loss to Penn State. But you're telling me Iowa's ranked fifth? At right, some I got point, a question. Some point, if yeah. Iowa wins out and loses to Ohio State, are they a playoff team? If Iowa wins out, that means that they, they play a lot of the better Big Ten teams. Um, yeah. They play Penn State, I think, on the road. If Iowa wins out, then, yeah, I'll be convinced. If they but, beat Penn State, well, if they yeah. beat Wisconsin. So. And Wisconsin. And, like, I mean, yeah, there's, they won't. So, we're all good. We got we'll that see. covered. We'll see, I guess. All right, next, the big news of the weekend. USC uh, fired coach Clay Helton after getting crushed by Stanford. He got tarmacked, man. Like he, he literally got fired when he stepped off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys buying or selling that USC made the right move? And not only did they make the right move, but they could rebound sooner than later in the future. Uh, um, I think I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of buy it. I, I, I don't know how I feel about losing one game, but what USC used to be was this dominant factor that's, they were always ranked number one, always ranked number two, always making it to the BCS Bowl. And now they're just not that. And they have – they're recruiting from the best state historically to recruit from. And the fact that they're not landing these top recruits every now and – like every five seconds is a problem. And I think that bringing in someone new soon will only help them. Yeah, I'm totally with you. This was definitely the right decision. I mean, that game against Stanford was straight embarrassing. Stanford played horribly the first week, and they embarrassed USC. I mean, USC, Clay Helton, he did a good job his first couple of years. He sort of built the program back up, but his mediocrity the last, you know, five years, like, it was his time to go. As a UCLA fan, I wish they kept him. But <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, you know, who's selling all the Pac-12 fans in Notre Dame. Uh, no, he had to go, man. He was a nice guy. But, you know, nice guys don't win football games. They have the uh, second best recruiting, like recruited team, like talent wise in the Pac-12. And they, well, I they mean, got destroyed. And, and well, we, what's talk about it a lot. we talk about a lot because, again, Jack, you're, you, you're a Pac-12 guy, but the problem with, with the Pac-12 not being on, like, the national stage with, like, Ohio State and Clemson and, and those SEC teams, I feel like that's a direct reflection on USC because, at the end of the day, USC is the flagstaff program of the Pac-12. Like, they are the football school in that conference. Yeah. Um, they, they have to do something. and They do. You know what? I, I heard Urban Meyer is not very happy in Jacksonville, so I don't I know. I don't know about that one. That would be brutal. But I would be I, very shocked if they did not poach a very high-level coach, whether it's from Washington, Utah, Iowa State. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they go after an NFL, a, a past NFL uh, coach either. I think That's this transitions prediction. really well into the talking about the Ohio State Oregon game. Yeah, because Yas mentioned it was it was they won by a touchdown. That is true, but. After, like, if you watch that game, like, Ohio State had to mount a comeback. Like, they were up, like, two, yeah. three touchdowns in, like, the second half. Like, Listen. they were controlling that game. And the biggest thing for me was that it was without their two best defensive players. Yeah. I mean, they're missing the number one DN in the country, and they're missing that linebacker, like, Justin Plow or whatever, who had 15 tackles in week one. Yeah, and I think I think the stat that could really show you a lot about this game is C.J. Stroud, quarterback for Ohio State, threw for 484 yards, and they still lost by a touchdown. 
Um, it, was, it was the Ohio State defense. I mean, Oregon had like a nice bend, bend don't break defense. Um, but when Oregon was on offense, CJ Bedell was just incredible. Um, and a lot of it, though, was due to Ohio State just not being able to defend the run, really. And then you had, uh, you, you just you just had a situation where Anthony Brown, quarterback for Oregon, was able to do a lot of those like read options with Fridell and take advantage of honestly a pretty slow looking Ohio State defense, which you don't say a lot with the talent that they have, but they looked slow. Yeah, they did. I agree with um, what Smith said. I think that um, as as Smith said. Um, C.J. Stroud put on a show and a half, and he threw 54 passes and had 484 yards, and they still lost by a touchdown. Like, that's bad. I don't yeah, know. I, I think a lot of their offensive problems break down to the fact that C.J. Stroud attempted 54 passes. They don't have a Trey Sermon, an Ezekiel Elliott, a J.K. Dobbins, a star Ohio State running back that they well, can lean on. Travion Henderson is a freshman who, who's shown some signs in the first couple. Okay. Of years. Well, as a true freshman, I mean, who's run for what 60 yards in that game. Like they don't have that a weak guy right now, which I think yeah. is a problem. Um, and, and in the grand scheme of things, if we talk about like, Oh, Ohio state's playoff chances, I still think they're high because I still think that they're far and away the best team in the big time. So while, while they're this loss, good. while this loss isn't good and it will allow them to like build off this and watch the film and, and, try to get better. I don't see a team in the Big Ten who could compete with Ohio State. Just and at the end of the day, as, as Smith said, there's still Ohio State. There's still like, you know, that known program. So as much as as much as a loss hurts them, as long as they can beat like Penn State is their hardest game, probably. As long as they can still beat Penn State and then win the Big Ten championship, they're still gonna go to the playoffs. And it's just like Clemson, Clemson losing to Georgia. Like, that's a bad loss, but Clemson's still going to win the ACC and they're still going to make the playoff, probably. So I don't, I don't agree with you with a lot of these things. I think Clemson has like, doesn't play like anybody. So even if they end up being one loss, I think they're out of the playoffs. So Ohio you would, State? All right, all right, you would say ACC champion, one loss Clemson with a loss to a top five team and, the, no. and probably another playoff team. I mean, not I think it all also depends on what, when, what ends up happening with like Oregon, like if they end up going undefeated. What happens with Cincinnati? I mean, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It, it's true. So we definitely have a lot of weeks to talk about the college football playoff. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. The Can last I, thing about Ohio State, though, is that I just don't know if I'm with you that they're the best team, like far and away best team in the Big Ten. I dude. would be kind of surprised, honestly, if they beat Penn State, beat Iowa, beat Wisconsin, beat Michigan. Like, I, I just. I Penn know. State, Penn State, I think, is the tough one there. Penn State on That's the road. Right. I mean, after losing to Oregon, maybe Oregon's just all that. I hope so. But uh, another one more thing, because I really want to move off this, this Ohio State topic. But the last thing is, is Ryan did did do a press conference, and there is like some stuff, rumors going around that they're going to fire defensive coordinator um, hmm. Coombs soon. So I don't know if that's legit. Uh, that's definitely something that's interesting though, because that defense was terrible. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I, I kind of want to move on to maybe some weak outlooks for uh, next week's games. Uh, let's start off by maybe four games that <laughs> we did this last week, and I think all four of our locks <laughs> for bets didn't hit. So let's try that again and, and maybe maybe try to win back some, some money. 
But uh, what are our easy lock games that we like? I'm looking because I know we talked about this a little. Uh, Tulane plays Ole Miss. I think Tulane, first week, really impressive. Their quarterback looked really good against Oklahoma. They lost by five points. This week, they scored like – I mean, they played some like Murray – Kennesaw, Murray Eastern, Bishop, Bishop Sycamore State or something. But they scored like 75 points. They're playing Ole Miss. Ole Miss is, you know, seemingly trending up. But I like whatever the spread is for them. So, I got one as well, and as much as I hate to say it, Cincinnati minus three and a half against Indiana is just not the spread. There's just no way that Indiana covers three and a half. Oh, like, is that really what the spread is? Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, that's not a good spread. I also think an interesting game is Michigan State-Miami. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> I think that's a real interesting game. Oh, Miami, Florida plays Michigan State. I, I yeah. really like – first of all, that game's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, I love when, like, solid Big Ten teams can play ACC teams because I'm personally of the belief that the Big Ten top to bottom is so much better than the ACC. But um, right now Miami's getting six and a half – or they're uh, favored by six and a half points. I like Michigan State and the points here. Um, personally, like, I know week one you can't take much from Miami because they played Alabama, but – um, last weekend, we uh, we picked Miami to cover against Appalachian State, and they didn't do that. Uh, they looked just all right. And Michigan State has been looking really solid. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the running back, is, is incredible. Um, their defense has been really stout. I, I think Michigan State – I think Vegas is really heavy here on Miami. I, I like Michigan State in the points. I Yeah, I even think maybe the money line might be worth it in this case. Um, yeah, I also agree with that. I then, also think – how about Penn State Auburn? How about that? That game is gonna be nuts. It's a whiteout game. I um, I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna take the spread. I think I might take the over on fifty three. Yeah, I like. I, I honestly, I like Penn State to cover six points. Um, I, I Auburn's yeah. pretty solid, but again, like Penn State at home at night, like those games are usually always lopsided for in Penn State's favor. I like Penn State too. One more, one more game that I just think is is really interesting is this. Uh, or is it Purdue Notre Dame? Um, like Notre Dame has been looking very good. Uh, but with that being said, I I think I think Notre Dame bounces back and, and beats Purdue, who's one of the worst Big Ten teams. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame to cover the seven points, and I really think this is gonna be a bounce back game for them. Yeah, I think I just want to avoid this game like fire. Like, I, I think that Notre Dame could easily bounce back, like you said. They could, you know, keep showing everybody that this is not their year. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I think I, if I had to pick one, I'd go with Purdue. Ready for yeah. mine? Here's, here's yeah, my lock. Tulane to cover the plus 14 spread on Ole Miss. Yeah, that was my first they one. Played, they, yeah. Did you already say that? That was the first one, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. No, I agree with I you. Agree we should that. definitely, yeah. I, 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 I would hit the over on that game. That's for sure. That's, well, the over is like 77 or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is <laughs> air raid football at its finest. How about Maryland versus Illinois? That game is super interesting. That's like a Friday. Wow, that's, game, just a, right? that's just a bad game. I don't yeah, know. Two bad it, football teams. I think Maryland definitely covers. 
another I'm not going to bet on bad football. Another game I'm interested in is another Friday night game. It's UCF against Louisville, and UCF's favored by seven points. I, I like UCF I like to cover that game. So um, Louisville's been really bad, and I've been super impressed with UCF under, um, uh, I guess, Malzahn. So I know we talked about it a little bit, but the what, do you, what are your thoughts on the ASU-BYU game? So Arizona State interesting. And a half. That's like that's like the classic Pac-12 after dark, like random game between two ranked teams that somehow ends up like going to double overtime or something. Um, honestly, I have zero read on this. I, I, this this is a toss up for me. I I really like Arizona State. I think, um, as I said, Jaden Daniels has been showing up. Arizona State's offense is looking great. I think BYU, as much as they've proven by beating Utah. They also almost lost to Arizona, and Arizona is just not a good team. Yeah, I'm having Wi-Fi problems right now, but I'm also with you that I think I like Arizona State. I think the BYU-Utah game was more of a testament to Utah choking than BYU being good. Um, The last one I want to talk about, another Pac-12 after dark game, is UCLA versus Fresno State. Um... 11 and a half, so tough. Like, it's this is such a game, like a big game for Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins. I'm going to be there, but oh my goodness. Fresno State has looked really good. They beat UConn 49 0. They uh, are 45 0, maybe. And then they played Oregon closer than Ohio State played Oregon. Uh, and then they just beat, like, scored 63 points against some, you know, Dude, I can't wait for UCLA to lose. That's what I cannot wait for. I don't know. UCLA I don't to know. Lose to I've been, listen, I've been if, if you've been listening since since last week, you you've heard my thoughts on UCLA. I'm I'm a huge supporter of what they're doing out there. Uh, with that being said, I do like Fresno State. Um, the money line. I like the money, money line. line. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. Put oh, the money is this your upset line. pick? We we can this is my then. Let's this is my upset pick. Right. My upset pick is Fresno State no. beats UCLA in an absolute shootout. Jack, what's your upset pick of the week? Uh, I, you go first. I need a sack. Okay. My, my upset pick of the week is probably going to be Virginia over North Carolina. That is a sneaky one out there. People might miss that because they don't have the big names, and UNC has been really just subpar. And I think that continues. I, I think I think Virginia beats North Carolina. Dude, there's no way. Virginia's awful. Hey, hey. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not. Down. I'm not really with you there. Either. I'm gonna timestamp <laughs> this, and and so we can go back to this, okay? Dude, they, congratulations! They beat Illinois, and what's I don't even know what W and M is. Jack, what's your upset? William and Mary tribe. Yeah, I don't know if I can pick one as big as the two of you just picked, but I think I'm gonna take both Purdue over Notre Dame. And You're parlaying. Uh, Michigan State over Miami. You're nice. parlaying the upset pick? I'm going to parlay the two upsets rather than picking a big one. Nice. I like it. And the, the- I also uh, – another upset could be Tulane over Ole Miss. I don't oh, think yeah, that I at all. I, I think Ole Miss – I think their offense is absolutely incredible. And I, I really don't think Tulane can even, like, catch up to them. Yo, give me Indiana over Cincinnati, man. That's yeah, an interesting no. one, though. That, that's really no, it's interesting. Not. No, it's not. It is. It is. I'll be yeah, here. Okay. 
Indiana <laughs> was a little bit overranked to start the year by, by the AP poll. And you know what? I'm going to go on my AP poll rant right now because we have a little bit of time and I didn't expect this. AP poll before week five or six is garbage. It's complete garbage. And we've seen it time and time again with these teams that came out of a COVID year where some of these teams didn't even play five games, okay? Came out of a COVID year, and then that influenced all the rankings for this year, okay? And the rankings, you know what? Some of them are fine. A lot of them are not, right? For example, we had Iowa State being ranked super highly. We had um, Indiana being ranked super highly. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I don't, this is why on our game sheets, if you check out our game sheets, I don't put any of the AP poll rankings on there for the reason that they're garbage. And we even had, listen to this, we had an AP voter, okay, who sends their votes in for the actual AP poll for the second week in a row. They actually voted for Arizona instead of Arizona. Are you kidding me? You do not have enough time for your job. You're an AP voter, okay? At least know the football team is playing. Voted I've got, for I've got a Arizona instead of Arizona State. Come on. Apparently, USC got a bunch of votes because, like, the AP guys, like, don't actually want to watch that they game. Don't watch they the game. They don't watch they the game. They turn it in before that game. And listen, if, if you are someone who's from the, the AP or in charge of who gets to vote, Listen, we watch all the games. Give us the votes. Like, we, we'll go yes, and we'll make sure we won't mess up Arizona State and Arizona. We won't you mess think up there's Virginia, any AP Virginia people Tech. who watch the AP, uh, who, who vote on the AP poll, listen to our podcast? Who's going to give us? I don't know. No. No. no listen, email us, say, yo, I need your help. <laughs> yeah, find <laughs> us, though. Find us. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we, can we go back like five seconds after like destroying the AP poll, which I agree with? So if you really think Indiana has a shot against – like, you realize Michael Penix just can't throw football. No, 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 I, I, I do. It's and bad. It's bad. That's just because I really like Indiana's defense. And, you I know, like Cincinnati, Cincinnati's a, a great defense as well, but they're not, like, an overpowered offense. I, I, I like Indiana. Dude, if, you, 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 you talked badly about Iowa for, like, five straight <laughs> minutes. They beat Indiana 34-6. <laughs> they didn't have a touchdown. No, I okay. I'm not saying that Iowa's a bad football team or that they don't deserve to be in the top ten. I'm saying they're not a top five team. Indiana, okay, okay. Indiana has been really lackluster, but this is a huge game for them, and I really don't see a situation where they're not going to be prepared to face a top ten team. Who, in all honesty, again, it's a group of five top ten team. Okay, they're not playing. Are you the? Hold up, hold up, Smith. Are you the one that talks so highly on the group of five? It's not, you're like, I'm a huge group of five. Like a big deal. Again, Cincinnati though is a, a great team. They're not a top ten team. Fresno State is a top ten team. Montana, Montana is a top ten team. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're getting really out of line on this one. Um, let's finish it off with the games that you're most. Wait, why did with. Indiana get votes on the AP poll? They're like they, they, thirty third. They probably meant Indiana State. <laughs> No, Indiana got votes last week and two after. We got embarrassed by Iowa. That's unbelievable. Listen, they destroyed Idaho. Okay. They did. They did destroy Idaho. They just, they did I left at halftime. I left at halftime because the game was so bad. Okay. Let's let's wrap this up in a little bit. I need one game from you guys that you're most looking forward to. Like this is a game that you're gonna make sure to either, I don't know, record it or just make sure you you, well, you stay updated with it. It's obviously going to be my upset pick of Fresno State beating UCLA. 
or Jack's upset pick of MSU beating Miami. Damn, y'all, shame on you for not picking Cincinnati, Indiana. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, be at the be game. At the, I mean, I'm gonna be at the game. Obviously, I'm I like. Obviously, I'm gonna keep that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm obviously excited, very excited about the game I'm going to as well uh, for UCLA to prove Yas wrong and, and take a Pac-12 championship. But I will go with a different one. I'm going to say Bama versus Florida. I, I honestly – Nick Saban was not happy with his Bama team against Mercer last week. They, like, did not play very well. Like, they played really well against Miami, obviously. But they need to destroy Florida. Like, I hate to say Bama has something to prove, but, like, they kind of have they, something to prove this week. They don't, don't have know. anything to prove. I, I don't know. My my pick for, for the most exciting game I want to watch is the Auburn-Penn State game. Um, I think that's just a good parameter of, like, where maybe where Penn State is or even the Big Ten is in comparison with, with the SEC. And that's really the main competition, right? It's – the U.S. versus the Soviet Union. It's uh, <laughs> so I really, I really need to get that. Really need to use that analogy though. But again, like these what? are the two, the, the two biggest football. Who's who in the <laughs> What just happened? Is Michigan the U.S. And Can you the let Soviet me explain? Union? Can you let me explain? Okay, let me explain. Michigan? No, not Michigan. Why am I saying Michigan? The Big Ten is the United States because they're the good oh. guys. Okay, the SEC is the Soviet Union because. Yeah, they're their own thing, but you know, it's, it's it's the the power struggle between the the two main conferences and Penn what State. Going on? Penn State could possibly be the best team in the Big Ten with Ohio State, Ohio State losing, and uh, Auburn's been pretty solid. They're they're usually one of the one of the top tier SEC teams, and uh, let's go United States. Can the Pac-12 be like Venezuela or something in this analogy? Because they're like, uh, I, I think I think the Pac-12 might be like. I don't know. Well, maybe they, it's like, oh, because you know with the alliance, the the Big yeah, Ten, like Pac twelve, Korea or something, ACC, yeah. alliance. I, I think I think the that's like the uh, the the allies or whatever. You have um, Britain, France. Right, stay tuned next week for more country <laughs> conference a- analogies. Uh, Listen, this, might make this a history podcast. This might be the only pod, this only football podcast where you'll hear this much. <laughs> Like geo geopolitical conflicts, okay. That is true. Anyways, right. we're very shame much what's off going topic. on in Afghanistan. All right, we're very much off topic. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for listening. Good tangent. Uh, have fun with the football weekend. Uh, we'll be on again probably next Tuesday, um, and maybe in a little bit we'll start some college basketball stuff. Just a little bit early, but I don't know. Uh, again, tell your friends. Good yes, podcast. tell people to download. We actually had a lot more downloads last week, so that was great. Um, but yeah, make sure to stay tuned for next week. Go blue. Watch uh, the upset. Watch watch the upsets. And remember, yeah. don't take don't take our betting advice at all. Uh, no. See y'all next you week. You could do the opposite. That might make you money. Yeah. See y'all next oh. week. <laughs>